Welcome to the Rise with Natalie podcast, a place for you to expand your world. I'm your host, Natalie Holbrook, an intuitive astrologer and transformational guide, and I am obsessed with all things that allow you to step into your greatest potential. It is my mission to teach you to use the cosmos to better understand yourself, your journey, and empower you to live as the magnificent universe of magic that you are. In some episodes, I'll break down the energy and the stars and how to best navigate them. And in others, I'll feature powerful guests whose tools encourage you to live your most abundant and aligned life. This podcast is to connect you with yourself, spirituality, healing, health, consciousness, and so much more with the goal of inspiring you to create your own heaven here on earth. I love connecting with you, so say hi on Instagram at risewithnatalie. And if you want to go deeper, download my video or written guide on how to read your birth chart or book a reading or a subconscious transformation session, all linked in the show notes down below. I hope you enjoy this episode and trust that there is always magic coming your way. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Rise with Natalie podcast. Today, we have one of my dear friends and soul sisters, Leandra Haupt, who will be joining us today. And we are going to be diving into human design and astrology, the similarities between them. Leandra is going to read my human design chart. We're going to look at the birth chart and how these things all align together and the differences and all of that. And I'm super excited for this episode. I know everyone is obsessed with human design. And when I learned human design. Leandra was actually the person who gave me the best reading that I've ever experienced. I was like, wow, this is all really making sense now. So hello, my darling. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for this amazing introduction. And I'm always so happy to speak with you. It's always super fun. Thank you. Yes. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your journey of how you got into human design and what else you do. Yeah, so my name is Leandra, you pronounce it so well. (laughs) And currently I'm in Berlin in Germany, but often I live in other places where it's a little bit warmer. So uh, where we also met in in Mexico. Yes. And, but I'm from Germany and in the past, I actually um, have experienced a lot of professional directions, let's say, in to make it short, I studied art history and political science, which Um, I don't tell too often to be honest because it doesn't resonate anymore at all then I studied design and photography then I went into modeling and barista work and then I kind of got into spirituality and that's where I started becoming a hypnotherapist reiki and sound healer which I still practice until this current day and in this whole process, I also came across human design or rather, let's say human design found me. And it was a love on first sight, let's say, because something very magical happened when I discovered human design first. I felt this like urge to find out more about it. And there was something about it that I wanted to discover. And I started listening to a podcast, actually, because the topic is quite complex and I didn't fully understood it right in the beginning. So it is kind of necessary to get a lot of resources to understand specifically your own chart in the beginning. So this podcast helped me really to understand my own chart, first of all, and then I realized how magical the system is and I had never encountered something like this. So I also, after understanding myself better through that, dove in the chart of my friends and my family. And I was like, wow, this is even so fitting to everyone I know. Like, how is this even possible? So I gave little mini readings and then they told their friends and so on. So it was kind of like a um, very natural spreading of um, my knowledge and my my skill of reading the charts and that's how it very naturally evolved and I feel like you always know when you're doing the right thing that the universe opens you all the doors and it feels really easy and there is not resistance and you just go from one thing to the other so that's how it exactly happened to me and 
until this day, I not, like know that this is my purpose and I will do this until the end of my days. And that's why my soul chose to came here. So it feels really, really freaking good to have found my purpose with human design. And yeah, I'm so grateful every day to be able to help other people also understand their chart. Mm, my goodness, that is so juicy and so just inspiring for everyone listening of like, the things that are supposed to be yours, they find you. And that was the same exact way that astrology came to me. I wasn't seeking for it. It was just all of a sudden like, oh yeah, remember this thing that you learned in another lifetime? Let's do this again. And mm-hmm. you know, you and I both have something in common in our birth charts, which is Jupiter in the eighth house. And as we were just speaking about the eighth house, the eighth house is transformation, it's death and rebirth, but it also is a very close um a close connection and relationship to the things that are of the occult or what people call the occult that are very alternative. So astrology, human design, tantra, yoga, spirituality, all of these things that are alternative. And that is where we both have expansion. Yours is in Taurus and mine is in Pisces, but both in the eighth house. And whenever I see this Jupiter in the eighth house, it is people who definitely have some type of psychic quality or intuition where they could be sitting and chatting with someone. And all of a sudden they say, exactly what that person needed to hear, or they channel a message. So it does make sense that, you know, we have this ability with as readers of a chart that it's almost like it's not really coming from us. It's coming through us. So that's, that's really special. Mm, that is so nice. And actually in our human design, we can also see some similar, some similarities in our chart. I mean, we're both generators still, we're pretty diff- different generators. So generator is a general energy type, and we can speak a bit more what that means. But we both have a gate um, 54 activated mm. in a different way. But the gate 54 is always starting for the new, starting a transformation process, helping others to transform as well. So I can see a relation between what you just said and looking at our charts as well. So I guess um, we do have, it's quite of like a similar way of looking at the world, but still it's a different language. That's how I would describe it. We both help people to understand themselves better. And obviously also in the, in the first place, we wanted to understand ourselves better. Right. But then it's still a different language that needs to be learned separately from each other and needs some translation to the other language. But I think whatever it is that resonates with people, it's just so beautiful to have these tools that help you understand how you work, like what's your energy like, what is your faith or your destiny maybe also like, and also current transits and so on. So very interesting. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. I feel like my whole life is just transformation after transformation after transformation. Sometimes I'm like, does this ever end? And no, it doesn't. So I've just accepted that. Um, okay. And also I forgot to mention that you are a Capricorn sun, a Pisces moon with your North node right next to your moon. So your destiny is very led by your intuition and a Libra rising. So that makes sense also as to why you know, you, you are the boss and you are the, um, you're very stoic and you have this sage like energy, but it's also very calming and grounded. And then so much heightened intuition and also your love of music and beauty and romance and fun and connection that really ties into the Pisces and to the Libra. So, so beautiful. Um, the way that you embody all of this, and I'd love to just start with us talking about for anybody who's new to this, what is human design? Love it. (laughs) So, Human design is a personality assessment system in the end that is put together by all traditional wisdom, for example, has elements from astrology Mm -hmm. and also the old Chinese I Ching, the Kabbalah tree of life. Not sure if people are familiar with this and the Hindu chakra system, but then it has aspects from each of them and puts them together with very modern discoveries from science, for example, the neutrino and quantum science, and also epigenetics, but, um, and also um, psychology. So it has all these different factors. And that's why it is so complex. And it takes some dedication to actually understand the chart that we get out when we do the calculation. So when we 
um, want to calculate a human design chart, we need the birth data, very similar to an astrology chart. Mm-hmm. And we type them into a calculator and then we get a graphic out there, which is built up out of different shapes and forms and lines, which is a so-called body graph. And what we can see there is the outline of the human energy body. That means that a human is set together by these nine energy centers or also chakras, which is um, dependent to the old Hindu chakra system, and then connected to energy channels, which are taken then from the Kabbalah tree of life. So the energy centers can communicate with each other. And within all these centers, there's numbers that you will see on your body graph. And these are so-called gates. And the gates are from the Chinese I Ching. So there's 64 gates, or also we can call them gene keys. And we have 64 gene strings. So it is always a partial aspect of the bigger whole. So for example, let's say we have the throat chakra, right? So in the throat chakra, we have certain gates that are all connected to communicating, to speaking, to expressing yourself, to manifesting all these aspects that the throat stands for. So in each center, we have these dedicated potentials. Everyone has the whole chart within them. What now is different within each person, and that's what makes us an individual, is the activations that we have within this body graph. And that comes from the energy activations from the planets. And that's when astrology comes into play. Mm. So in the moment of your birth, there is a neutrino stream coming filtered through the different planets or celestial bodies and hit our newborn body in the moment of our birth. And through these filters, these neutrinos activate certain parts within our body and leave behind basically a, a, um, a stain or something we can, we can mm. say, like, like an energy opening. And what is so, the neutrinos? What? What is the neutrinos? Neutrinos are dark matter also. So it's okay. tiny, tiny particles mm-hmm. that we cannot touch and that we cannot see. But since 1997, it is proven that they actually exist. The interesting thing is that human design already existed before that. And it was spoken about these neutrinos without science wow. having even been there yet. So that's pretty magical, right? How the information was already there without the scientist having even discovered it. Wow. As you maybe know, little uh, particles can always carry energy or AKA information with them. So this neutrino information will basically awaken these potential, activate the potential. And depending on now which parts of the body are activated that determines first of all the general energy type that a person has and there's five different energy types i was shortly mentioning it both of us are the same energy type so we are generators and there's also the manifesting generators the manifestors the projectors and the reflectors and then it also depends on the activation of the different centers. So just having the same type doesn't mean that you have the same centers activated and it doesn't mean you have the same channels or gates activated. So the possibility that someone is like you is one to, I think, two billion or something. So the, the biggest message basically from human design is that you were an individual and that you came here to fulfill one specific purpose and that you have mm. a very own specific life path so wow that's basically just the surface we can go even deeper into very deep levels um and it be- can even become super super um complex and we can study this for years so but that's just a general overview of the topic wow amazing okay so that's such a beautiful breakdown i love that and i love hearing how old this is too i think a lot of people think that it's this new science but like hearing that it's been around since like when did it get become birthed do you know the exact timing 1987 okay wow so fresh (laughs) yeah yeah but neutrinos and like all of the wisdom that it kind of harnesses together into one it's beautiful so okay for everybody listening I loved I think that like 
it's really important for people to first understand their energy type, right? So could you just touch on those, those five types? Yes, most definitely. That's always where we start because already understanding how your energy works within your type is so helpful. Mm -hmm. So let's start with the type of the manifester. So the manifestors take in the bigger picture, the role of the initiators. These are the people who are really good with going out there, putting new ideas in the world, creating something and setting basically the stage for the world to, to function in. So in the old time, they were the kings or the queen archetypes or the rulers basically of, of the world because they really ah. have the power to manifest something in the world. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, they do not have the center which is responsible for the workforce energy activated on a consistent mm. level. That means they have not the power and the force to actually physically work in whatever they bring into the world. They are the ones who just birth the ideas, but then they go on and they will birth the new project basically. Mm. So they have this very deep urge for a lot of freedom. They don't like to be controlled. They like to be in charge of themselves. They also might like to be in charge of other people. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully the most optimistic way. So they make great bosses. They make great mm. founders. They make great um, startup um, uh, people. So anything that is about starting something new. Then we have the generator type, which we both are generators. So mm -hmm. the generators opposite to the manifester, they have the center activated that is responsible for bringing the workforce energy into life. That means that in the bigger picture, they're really the ones who build the world. They're here to create something. They're here to bring their creativity into, world, into the world. But also the sexuality lies in the center. So sexuality obviously oh. is here to create something. It's a mm -hmm. part of creativity, right? So they're really the constructors of the world and make the world like it is. So they make amazing um, basically everything, right? Like <laughs> handyman and woman, um, anything that is about building something. It could be mm. a physical product or um, a service product or whatever. And here comes the clue. They have a lot of energy available to themselves, but only if they follow something that is lighting them up. Mm. You can imagine it like a generator. The generator just knows the on and off button, right? So you want to set the generator on fire so the energy turns on and the energy can run, right? For supplying with, with electricity. Yeah. So that's exactly the way a generator functions. It needs this fire, this internal fire to switch on. And unfortunately, what we see in the world is that so many people, so many generator types follow something, a work or a relationship or a things they think they should do but where actually there's no energy and that's mm. why we have so many frustrated people in the world that just come home and lay on the couch and watch watch movies because they do not have the energy because they do not activate the center which is actually there right you just need to follow yeah. what is lighting you up and that's the big dilemma basically that we can see um, all over the place and as both of us were experiencing, right? How it can look like when you find your, your passion, when you find your purpose, then you want to do the work that you do. You, you're, it gives you energy, right? And you, you will see that the universe will open you all the door and it feels easy. So when you feel frustration as a generator or when you feel a lot of resistance to things, you know that maybe that's not your path because Otherwise, you would have energy. So that's a sign for you to maybe look into it and see, hey, where can I change something in my life? Wow. And isn't there a percentage, too, of like the amount of generators and manifestors? What are those percentages? So the manifestors are approximately 8%. So they're quite rare. Mm -hmm. Then we have around 37% of the generators. Mm -hmm. And the next type is the manifesting generator. That is around 34%. So they're basically a mix of the manifester and the generator, which means they have the workforce energy of mm -hmm. the generator. 
manifestor, but they also have the manifesting initiation power of the manifestor, mm. which makes them super powerful beings. So they're the ones that have a lot of ideas. They have a lot of energy. They will nonstop do, do, do. They have so much energy and that's why they need to shoot their energy in all different directions. So if you know people who do like a million things at the same time, have a million hobbies, do maybe five jobs and feel really good about it and still have energy, then your friend is probably a manifesting generator. Wow. Mm -hmm. I think everyone knows one of these people, right? Where there is just yeah, like, they're coming to my mind. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's part of me that would actually even think that I was a manifesting generator. But then when I'm really serious with myself, I need a lot of rest. <laughs> like yeah. mama loves to sleep. Like the Taurus comes in. <laughs> Uh -huh. And it's not only about sleep, it's about a generator being a bit more linear in the way that they do things. Mm. So it feels very disorganized and distractive for a generator to do a lot of things at the same time, because the focus is the energy focus is better put if you put it just in one thing. So as a generator, you do want to start one thing and then complete it before you start the next cycle, basically. Wow. Whereas the manifesting generator, they are the kind of people who read maybe a hundred books at the same time. They read one page here, then they stop there, then they play an instrument, then they read another book and then they let the book rest for a year. And then they just keep on reading at the page where they stop a year later, maybe or something. So for them, this is absolutely perfect. They do do really well with distributing their energy and so many things but for a generator this will feel really unsatisfying if you just stop reading the book you kind of like you want to finish it right before you start the next one the same if you do too many jobs at the same time your energy feels so scattered and you feel maybe even anxious or nervous about it mm. so for a generator it's really good to stay more linear with the things and keep on closing a cycle before you start a new one Whereas wow. the manifesting generator is really good with doing multitasking and they get bored so fast because they have so much energy and so many initiation ideas that they need to spread their energy in so many things. Otherwise, their energy gets stagnant and they cannot even sleep because they have too much built up energy. So they need to let the energy go within each day to all these different activities and directions. Wow. But What you said um, that you sometimes feel like you're manifesting generator. I mean, that's the interesting thing about human design, right? If we not only look at us, but look in the interaction that we have with other people, let's say you grew up in a family with a manifester or a manifesting generator who basically carried this energy of a manifester or manifesting generator you feel their energy and what happens now is that always when we have an openness somewhere as i was talking in the beginning not activated potential we can borrow that energy from the people that we're physically with where we are in the aura with so when we live in a house with maybe a manifesting generator that has the channel that you would need in order to become a manifesting generator, you would suddenly start to feel and act like a manifesting generator, but you're running on their energy. It's not actually your energy. So the longer you do that, you might feel very exhausted after a while. And you don't know why, because you're running off someone else's energy without knowing wow. it. Right. Yeah. So that can make you feel like you want to be like a manifesting generator. And then the long run, you maybe notice, oh, actually, that doesn't feel like me, right? Like I need more rest. I need more linearity. I need more focus in what I do. And it can happen, especially when we're younger and we still live in the house of the parents with a lot of siblings, for example, that we are totally conditioned by their energies. Mm -hmm. So fascinating. I, I definitely think I had that. So. <laughs> yeah I mean you can check the charts of your parents or of your uh sister and then mm -hmm. see, right? like mm -hmm. that's the whole thing we can really see the mechanics but yeah moving on to the next type which will be the projector so we have around 
19% of the projector or around 20 maybe. So the projectors are also quite rare and the projectors from their, let's say, setup, they can be very, very different. So there are projectors who have only two centers activated, but then there can also be projectors who have eight of nine centers activated. So the difference between the projectors is huge. There, so there's motorized projectors who have a little bit more energy Then there are some who have a lot of openness and they have no motor, which means they have a lot less energy and need a lot more rest. Generally speaking, though, projectors are non-energy beings, meaning they're also not here to work. They're also not here to um, especially physically get active. They need much more rest. They need much more recreation time. And their special talent and skill is to see um, other people's energy more clearly to, to scan and see other people. So we're talking about them having a penetrating aura, which means when they're with you, they will kind of like scan your aura and see exactly where is a blockage, what does that person need? Um, maybe is there something out of balance? So they make amazing coaches, amazing teachers, amazing guides. They can also be in management situation because they can not only see that from a person, but also from maybe a company or um, even as a whole society, whereas wow. the weak points, what needs to be improved. The thing about the projector is their theme is success. So they're life theme basically what I want to get to is to be successful unfortunately in our society success is very much tied to the hours that we work especially if you live in California I think oof next level <laughs> <laughs> yeah first question is like what do you work like how much money do you earn <laughs> so for a projector that's often very very difficult because they simply do not have the energy to work a lot of long hours they need to rest more they need more recreation time it's said that after three four hours they can work very efficiently in that time but after that they need to rest right so the world is really not built for them but as they want success so badly they often totally exploit themselves and it's not rare that they have burnout that they have physical issues because they totally exploit the energy that is literally not there and act out of integrity not in alignment with their own energy mm. so ideally they would also be in management situation or in guide situations or, or positions where they really help other people to become more successful and be very visible by that because they are very good at that. And then they get recognized and seen for their special talents and skills. And that's when people will reach out to them and then come to them and give them the invitation. So their strategy is waiting for the invitation, actually. Because if they go out and just give anyone advices and just uh, put themselves out there and initiate that will not feel good, neither for them, not for anyone else. And that will go really wrong. So unfortunately, also that is a big conditioning factor for a projector. So if you're a projector, I can really highly recommend you getting a human design reading because you are unfortunately the ones who suffer from most of the conditioning in this world. Because wow. the world is not built for projectors yet. <laughs> yes, that is so fascinating. Okay, so how would you recommend then that a projector if, if they're not getting a reading right away or anything like what are some things that they just need to know really the strategy like take really well care of your energy levels don't exploit yourself and in, in trying to work the hours to become successful and wait for the invitation this is so essential. This is really the first big step that you can do. And often the fear comes up of if I don't do something, if I don't put myself out there and do the cold calls or whatever, nothing will come to me. That's actually also a thought that a generator has because the strategy of a generator is to respond to something, also mm -hmm. not to initiate. So these types who have to wait in quotations, um, for them, it's sometimes really challenging in the beginning to really build this trust that something is going to come their way and the invitations or the moments and situations to respond to will come but as a generator i can assure you they will come so if you are aligned with your energy so really test that out and try it out 
um, not going into the initiation, but just being very good at what you do, going down, niching down as a projector is really good for you, becoming visible with what you do, maybe starting a podcast, starting like posting on your Instagram, whatever it is, just don't put yourself onto someone, let's say, stay in your own energy and then the invitations will come. And then listen clearly to your inner voice. We call that authority. Everyone has a different way of having this inner voice that will guide you to make the right decision if this invitation is good for you because that's the next projector trap often when the invitations come they're so happy to be seen they so happy someone recognizes them they're so happy to seen as and called out for someone then they automatically say yes to everything but it's also really important for a projector to learn how to say no to the wrong offers and the more you can say no to the wrong offers, the more you will draw in, in the long run, the right offers. And if the right offer is not coming right away, you probably need rest because projectors need rest. If you don't give that to yourself, the invitations will not come until you rest and until you understand that the universe is always for you. You need to realize that it's never working against you, right? So it's really, especially for generators and for projectors, it's really about really having trust that the universe will provide for you if you are aligned with your energy. Hello, my angels. Are you ready to dive deeper into learning astrology? Well, I have finally released my self-paced Cosmic Earth School of Astrology School, Level 1, where you will learn all about the foundations of astrology, the elements, the signs, the planets, houses, aspects, and how to read a chart and put it all together. I teach how I personally read charts, and I give you the guidance on how to use your intuition and become a powerful and transformative astrologer. There are nine modules and so many hours of fun and laughter and deep insight into this cosmic world. Visit risewithnatalie.com slash cosmic-earth-school or click on the link in the show notes. You can choose to be a student in the school or go deeper and sign up for an astrology mentorship with me. I can't wait to guide you into your magic on this cosmic journey. See you there, loves. So that's wow. Yes. I mean, I think that what's so cool about this and about the energy within human design is that in astrology, we don't get specific on what's your energy or what's your energy type. And so I think that that fulfills this huge piece that astrology doesn't offer. I mean, we can look at other things, like we can look at your moon and see, you know, what is it that you have your, as your needs, right? But this I love about human design because it gives you this validation and it really does help you. Like for me, learning about the invitation, that's really important too, because, you know, as a generator and basically my whole life, like my Mars is in Capricorn, I've always been someone who I would say initiates things, but at the same time, there's a difference that I've noticed in initiating in a way of force and in a way of scarcity. Like I remember a few years ago, I was moving to San Diego and I was like driving around looking for houses. And I was like, okay, I want to find roommates and I'm going to gather around three people who are going to be awesome. And I'm going to go find this epic house. And I remember I was just like trying and trying and trying and doing this for maybe a week or so. And it felt really hard. And I had a moment where I was like, this feels way too hard. It feels like I'm forcing, I need to let go and let the universe come in. And the next day, one of my friends messaged me and she was like, Hey, I have some friends who live down there and they're looking for a roommate. And it ended up being the most perfect fit. I didn't have to do anything. I got to just slide right in and then make great friends and be super connected. And it was this thing of forcing versus just surrendering and allowing. And not to say that you don't have to make stuff happen. Of course, you still have to make stuff happen and follow, like you said, that authority, that inner voice, but that the rest still comes into play. And like when something feels too hard, it's because it's, it's too hard. You're making it too hard on yourself, basically. Yeah, exactly. And what comes into play for your chart is that you have a lot of head energy. So you will tend to think a lot with your head, like you have your head and your Ajna center defined, which is about rationality. And it's also connected to the throat. So that means that you think a lot, you make sense out of it, you make logic out of it. And that's how you communicate into the world. So there is this head energy. And on the other hand, 
you have your sacral center, which makes you a generator, the center that brings all the life force energy. And you have that connected with your spleen, which is all about the intuition in the moment, knowing very physically what's good for you, knowing what's right for you, right? So you have this super tool that gives you so much clarity on your intuition. But then on the other hand, you have the very active mind and both of these energy center islands, let's say, are not connected with each other. So I could imagine it sometimes gives you a very hard time when you're really up in your head to connect with your intuition, because there's not that constant connection going on for you. But then once you are down there in your intuition centers, then it will be easy for you to maybe just like switch the mind off for a moment and then things can flow as you just described when you just surrendered basically and you let your intuition guide you, then that's when the things showed up for you. And more interestingly, like you have a four in your profile. So the four is the networker. We have different numbers that show us how we basically go through life, the way that we learn, the way that we um, approach things, the way that we lead relationships. So with a four in your profile, your network will supply for you. Mm. So all things come out from your network, which was exactly your case that you just described for your situations in Las Vegas, right? So your living situation came through a common friend. So also you can always rely on the network that you will meet the people that you need to meet through your network, that you will find maybe a job through the network that your network basically provides for you. So that's exactly what you, what you were just selling me. Yes. Okay. This is so cool. This is where I want to combine this with the astrology because going even into like me being in my head, right? I'm a Gemini moon. And so Gemini, all of the air signs, but specifically Gemini and no, I'm going to say all the, the air signs. Gemini, uh, Libra and Aquarius and Virgo, because Virgo is ruled by Mercury. If you have one of those moons, you're most likely in your head a lot. And that can mean that you're overanalyzing, you're overthinking, or to be honest, for me, I feel like sometimes I just have so much happening in general that I'm like, I do this and I do this and I do this. And then at the same time, I'm doing this. And then I'm talking to this person. And like, you can even hear it in my voice. I'm like, like, it just like goes really fast. And a lot of people are like, Oh my God. Like, I don't even tell people what I do in a day. A lot of times because they just won't get it. Like, they're just like, what? (laughs) And, and, and so that is for sure this mental aspect of everything, but it's interesting because then I do have speaking to the intuition my Jupiter is in Pisces in the eighth house and Pisces is the most intuitive of the signs. It's like anyone who has the Pisces energy, sun, moon, rising, Jupiter, North node, which, you know, you have the the Pisces moon and North node together conjuncting is that there's just this, this deep empathy and you're a natural empath and extremely intuitive that if you are not tapped into knowing that this is your intuition yet, it can actually be harmful to you because, and I feel like before I really stepped into this path and before I knew about, you know, really listening and trusting my gut and connecting with God and the universe and and my angels and guides, it was alcohol and it was, you know, using whatever, um, MDMA or something, you know, to kind of have fun and take me to that place of, this feeling of, wow, I feel like I'm in a movie and I feel so good. And you know, all of that. And it's like, but instead you can do it in this spiritual way. That's the complete opposite of that. So it's not numbing out and having an escape, but it's actually more so opening up and having guidance. And so that's really funny that, you know, those two pieces are so strong in my human design as the centers. And then they're so clear also in my chart. Mm-hmm. And it's funny when you said you're just like speaking from your mind and people sometimes don't get what you do in a day because you have a channel that's also called as like the genius or freak channel. So <laughs> I'm a freak. She's freaky. Yeah. A lovely freak. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so this energy is all about being very forward thinking, very, let's say in a, in a mind way, very revolutionary from your thoughts that you have and you get, you will speak about these ideas, but the important part is that you will gather 
the right people around you who will understand you in your visions. Because if you tell that to the wrong people, you will be, be considered a total freak by them because they literally don't understand what you're talking about. And the right people will consider you as a genius because you have so many forward progress, progressive thoughts about the things and that you can express to them. So that can be an inspiration for the right people. Wow. Okay. So now we're going to get even deeper with astrology on this. Okay. So <laughs> my Gemini house is in, or my Gemini is in the 11th house and the 11th house is the original Aquarius energy. So meaning that even though my moon, my Venus and my Chiron are in Gemini, they all have this like underlying Aquarius energy because the 11th house is the Aquarius house and everything that you just spoke to in terms of finding your people, finding your tribe, being innovative and progressive. That's everything that Aquarius is. Aquarius is all about how is it that we look at and think about the future and we build something together. So that's just like the next level of like combining all of these. It's so cool. Mm. And also what you just said about taking the drugs, right. To basically put you in, in a different state. You have a almost totally open um, ego center or also called heart center, which is all about willpower and motivation. So people who have this center open or undefined, they often do not have a very consistent way of bringing up the willpower to, mm. for example, say no to some things. So drugs, for example, or alcohol or unhealthy eating behavior, or unhealthy behavior in general is kind of like a thing that happens quite quickly to these people because wow. sometimes there's the willpower to say oh no I really want to live more healthy but then someone comes around with a cake and people who do not have the willpower sanity find they're just like oh okay tomorrow right and that's what we see so much in the world because more than 70 percent have the center open that's why we see people drinking alcohol too much mm. people taking so much drugs because it's so incredibly difficult for so many people, even though they know, oh, maybe I want to stop doing this. Maybe I do not want to self-sabotage and all that to bring up a consistent willpower to say, I really like, I don't want to do this anymore. Me, for example, I do have, I'm one of the rare people that have this center defined. So for me, for example, I stopped drinking alcohol uh, 12 years ago now, I think, or something. And I just decided because it never tasted good for me. And I was like, why am I even doing this? And I decided from one day to the other to just stop it. And for me, it was never an issue. I haven't eaten sugar in eight years. I don't even eat fruit. Um, wow. It was not a difficult decision for me. I just made it like in a second, basically. That's the willpower that I bring. But a lot of people don't have that. And I see that with a lot of my friends who are just like, yeah, I will stop drinking. And then two days later, they're like, oh, maybe just a little wine, you know, like that's what we see so much. And that's the willpower center. So I don't know if you, if you relate to that, that's sometimes the willpower maybe is there, but then it slips away. Sometimes it's not really a re reliable, resistant energy, uh, er, um, reliable energy in your chart. Absolutely. I mean, well, so I stopped drinking five years ago and I completely, mm. you know, stopped and, you know, there's certain things with willpower that I'm just like, I have zero, you know, appeal, there's zero appeal. And so I'm just like, no, I, I don't have any desire to drink or do any type of drugs. It's like, I lived all of that out. <laughs> and also I think because the repercussions for me having a hangover, it's not just a hangover of my body feels off. It's like, I go into the deepest state of depression that also feels like literally feels like demons are attacking me and trying to make me kill myself or something. Like it's very, very deep and scary. Wow. And so I don't even go into that realm. Like I would rather um, like, I'm not even going to say what I'd rather do, but it's just ah, doing alcohol. Speaking. <laughs> yeah. The demons are coming through, but no alcohol to me is like the greatest poison for me. And, you know, I think that's why it's, it's called spirits, right? Like spirits, literally you're opening yourself up to scary and negative demonic forces or energies, not maybe not for everyone demonic, but definitely dark matter to come in. So, yeah. And then, you know, I I've gone through and I'm very open about this, that I had a binge eating disorder for about 15 years and that I would eat nonstop. And then I would restrict myself. And it really all was because of feeling, 
out of alignment and that I wasn't really on purpose. And so once I did find that, you know, I haven't had any of that in the last three years and especially since finding Psyche and really being able to rewire my brain in that sense. Mm, yeah, thank you for sharing this. You actually do have like one gate activated in mm. your ego center. So that means that you have a sleeping potential there that only gets activated when you're with specific people. So that don't be so, like shocked by the name. It's called the gate of the egoist, which <laughs> the names in human design are sometimes so weird. So don't take it's it. So personally. Funny. I also have those, by the way. Um, It just means that you're basically a really good salesperson. It means that when something comes out of alignment for yourself, meaning that you feel like it, the ego center is also your heart center, right? So you feel like something is coming from your heart, then you will be able to sell it to people in a really nice and attractive way. So for example, your astrology, like it comes from a place of peace, right? It comes from a place of you want to help people. It comes from a place of this is what I am good at and that's my passion and my purpose, right? So you bring up actually when it gets activated by the right people, a lot of energy with it to sell your, your sessions to people. Then you're a really good salesperson, but that only works when you're standing behind it, when It, it's not about the, the spiritual ego. It's about yourself feeling aligned with it in that sense, the ego, right? And then you will have the willpower to promote yourself in a very active and in a very good way. So people will resonate with this. So that's the potential that, that lies there actually. Wow. That's so cool. That's, it's just, it's so beautiful to see there's all of these gates and, and gates opened or not opened and, and how that relates. Okay, my question is I know in astrology, there's a lot that we can see with relationships, but I've never heard in human design how relationships go, what that oh shows God. us. It's so interesting because we can also do so-called composite chart readings. That means that we put two charts over each other, basically, and see the overlap of the energies. So as we were already speaking about, right, when two people or more people come together, we always influence each other with mm -hmm. our energies. The first thing that happens is that the, the auras of the different types will come together. So a manifester has a repelling aura because the repelling aura allows them to move very fast and initiate things. This would mean that the other types sometimes feel repelled by a manifester and feel like they cannot really understand them or read them or, or see them clearly. So if you meet people and there's somehow this kind of like blockage where you feel like, oh, I have like, I cannot really get a feel of this person. It's probably a manifester because they have a repelling aura that doesn't let the other people in very quickly. Right. Mm. So let's say a projector and a manifester come together, the projector has a penetrating aura. It constantly wants to read the other people and wants to check what's going on with the other person. So that could be a combination that might be a little bit challenging, let's say, for a projector because the projector will not be able to really read the manifester. I'm not saying nothing is impossible, right? There's, human design is not limiting you. It just shows you where there might be possible challenges. So A generator has an open and enveloping aura. So let's say a projector and a generator come together. It's very ideal because the projector is coming into the open aura, can read, ah, okay, here's an energy blockage. Mm. That's how we can resolve it if they get the invitation from, from the generator, right? So the projector will guide the generator safely through life and will tell them, hey, darling, maybe you need a little bit more rest, blah, blah. So they're really good additional for each other. And the projector can feed off the energy from the generator. So they will give them a lot of excitement. They will give them um, sexuality, energy, and so on. We haven't even spoken about the reflector, by the way. Yeah. I'm just really last energy type. So we have a last energy type, which has no center at all defined. Wow. So they're very rare. It's only 1% of humanity. So they're really, really special. And they have actually... A tasting and also repelling aura so they basically take in the energy of all the people that they're with 
And then they're reflected again to the outside, like a reflector. <laughs> so they're basically a signpost for society or for another person, what they're like, because it's always kind of like a mirror, right? When you're with a reflector and the reflector suddenly gets sick or, or is not feeling really well, you know that something is wrong with you, right? So mm -hmm. it's always serving you as a mirror. So if you're in a relationship with a reflector, ooh, it's kind of like dating yourself, you know? <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. So a reflector better gets to date someone who's really aligned because they will somehow become or like reflect the person that they're with. So we can already see that we have different dynamics going on. A manifester and a generator could also be like a really um, powerful combination because one can initiate, the other can do the work, right? So they're kind of like a power couple. Two of the same type can also work together. Two manifestors might be very powerful. They probably need a lot of freedom. They might clash sometimes, right? But mm -hmm. it can also work really well. Um, two reflectors, I imagine that very interesting. I've never heard of this combination, but... <laughs> Wow, I want to see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, reflecting each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we can see that already the auras of the different types are very much like a sign how this relationship will go. Uh, but then obviously we can dive deeper and see what centers are activated because that is not necessarily dependent on the type, right? Which center is activated. And every time someone has an open center, they will receive the energy of the partner, whereas in the defined centers, they will give off the energy mm. and somehow, um, yeah, influence the partner in that aspect. So we always influence each other with our center activations. And the same will happen now with the channels and the same will happen with the activated gates. So what also happens is that we have electromagnetics within um, the composite chart. So when one person has, let's say one side of a channel, which is a gate activated and the other part of the couple has the other part of this channel activated, these two are like magnets. So they can now build a connection and the energy can flow easily. And that's mm -hmm. when we talk about that, we feel the spark with someone that we feel this right feeling of being super attracted to someone, right? So often when we feel really in love with someone, it's literally just electromagnetics that happen where we feel that this kind of tension is happening. And sometimes also if it's um, in the sacral center, it can feel very sexual too, that we can feel that. Wow. And I feel like the thing that's so similar with that, with astrology is how we have conjunctions, you know, or we have different aspects. So let's say that somebody's moon is in actually you and I, let me see what you and I have. I know you and I have some things together. Um, <laughs> yeah, your, your Jupiter um, in Taurus is on top of or next to my sun. And so that's because, you know, my sun is at 19 degrees, your Jupiter is at 26 degrees. So they're not exactly on top of each other, but that's okay. We use an eight degree orb. So they just made the cut. And that means that if we were to place, like you said, our charts on top of each other, then you and I have that connection where it's like, we have mm -hmm. that connection in the Taurus energy where we love nice things. We love good food. We love to like be luxuriating. I mean, the way that Leandra and I even met for everyone listening is that I was on her podcast, I guess, almost two years ago. Right. And, yes, and then time. we both, yeah. And then we both were in Tulum for the, well, she was living there and then she was doing a, what was the, were you doing a human design class? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As a part of the Sundry music festival, that was Rufus yeah. D. Souls music <laughs> festival. And I was going there and down there to go. And then we met up and it was just like this sudden beautiful friendship where we're like oh my gosh we've known each other forever but you can have that connection and that's how relationship astrology works so it's just so cool how it's how it's different and my next question is can you see from can i just jump in there oh yeah for one second actually the the reason why we got along so well is i did a composite chart for us already before uh -huh. and we have such a crazy connection it's, it's almost impossible so from <laughs> 
Should we get um, married? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dual citizenship, baby. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that idea. California, baby. <laughs> Welcome so, to Berlin. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a deal. I never got married on a podcast before, so <laughs> I love that. Is it an and, engagement or? And the moon's in Taurus. It's in our connection <laughs> sign right now. <laughs> oh, perfect. The stars are looking good for us. So, <laughs> so what basically happens when we overlap our charts, when we do the composite charts, we have all our centers defined, meaning activated together. And we have all connections that are possible through the centers. That's why both of us will have an easy energy flow when we are together, which we mm. definitely feel, which yes. means I'm bridging your gap that you have between the head center and the lower centers. And you bridge my gap, which I have between my identity center and my throat and my lower chakra centers. And we have all the centers, what also means both of us do not have the emotional center actually actually activated because we do not have emotional waves ourselves. But when we're together, we're actually even defining that. So that means that we together can experience heightened emotions together, which will make us go through like being very happy with each other, feeling very like light up, but also could have moments of melancholy if we would spend time together. Mm. And um, we have a single definition it's called. So that means that the easy, the energy can flow very easily through all the centers, which is what your system is always striving for. It wants to have the easy energy flow. So that's why it feels really good for both of us speaking, connecting with each other because we feel the energy can flow. Plus we have five electromagnetic channels that means we have five channels that build where you have one side and i have the other side and that's quite rare having five like in a couple wow. you might have maybe two is already or like three is already quite a lot so five is wow like that's why we are bff <laughs> <laughs> i love it that's why it was sometimes when you meet someone, it immediately feels like you know someone quite a long time because you have all these connections happening and you can feel it without even having the explanation of human design, but it will give you the feeling of knowing the person or feeling in a good energy flow with this person. That's what we can see with human design. Wow. That is so cool. It's, I mean, I feel like you and I need to do an offering of relationships together or something because this is so amazing, like the depth of the human design and then also like looking at all of the aspects of astro. It's it's so beautiful. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm sure that everybody listening is like, how do I do a relationship reading now? So tell people how they can get in touch with you and where to find you and your offerings. So on Instagram, I'm at Leandra Haupt. I do also have a podcast, the human design podcast. And my website is leandra-haupt.com. So just my name simply everywhere. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, well, Leandra, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I want to acknowledge you for your beautiful wisdom that is so clearly from multiple lifetimes in all of this. And just for your light energy, your energy is just so grounded, yet there's so much brightness and happiness and joy that you exude and so much beauty inside and out. And my final question for you is, what is your definition of magic? Of magic? Oh, I love that. It's being surprised by life on a daily level and mm. trusting in the universe that the universe is always there and always there for me and bringing me these surprises. Oh, yes. We both love surprises, so... <laughs> What's your definition of magic? I'm, so, I'm curious. Wow. No one's ever asked me that back. Um, you know, we have very similar, similar answers, actually. Um, my definition of magic would be transformation and alchemy. The belief that mm. and the feeling that you can literally take something that you can't actually see is there, but that it can be provided and that it can be made happen again with mm. that trust and faith in the universe. Beautiful. I mean, you already have the the transformation aspect in your chart. So you're magical, I would say. <laughs> you uh, are magical too. Oh, I love you so much. Okay, oh, thank you, you everybody. It's always so 
fun to speak with you. Thank you so much for this invitation. I love it. Yes. All right, my loves. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe and if you learned something helpful, give us a five-star rating and share this episode with a loved one. And if you want more, visit the links down below to book a custom session or get my digital guides on how to read your chart. Remember, you are never alone or hopeless. The same force that guides the stars guides you too.